podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. First FYP extra of the new season, sort of the new season, it's pre-season, we've just watched Palace draw one all with Schalke and I'm here with Chris Brisson and Rob Sutherland and we're going to get to them in a minute but before we do that we've got a sponsor for the FYP extra podcast this season and we're delighted to be sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography, professional unique photography of weddings and more, visit Miranda Jane Photography. .co.uk. Uh, she's local and a Palace fan as well, which is what we love on this podcast. Okay, so Rob and Chris. First of all, Chris from eagles.cpfc.co.uk. Correct. First time on the podcast? Yes, yeah, I've sat in behind when we filmed them before, but I've never had a big fairy microphone in front of my face before. Freudian. And uh, Rob, how are you? Good, yeah, not bad. It was an enjoyable game. Good. So yeah. Okay. Well, no, let, let's get straight into the game because it was a one-all draw. Um, positives. Quite a few positives from Palace from that, Chris. Do you reckon? I'm only allowed to do positives. So <laughs> That's why I asked you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. I thought it got a lot better as the game went on. I thought it was a bit scrappy first half. Then the rain came. It went all weird. Then the sun came back out again. And we thought probably because they made a few substitutions, whereas we're on the game now where they're trying to. Everyone was trying to get 90 minutes apart from. A couple, is it? Riedewald and Townsend that were nearly there. So I think we looked a lot better once they made their changes. And I don't know, it's really interesting to watch this new style, the possession football. Um, it will be very interesting to see what happens next week. Mm-hmm. Because it's different with a big stadium full of fans when you're passing it around. And if the pass isn't on, I guess in this system, it's you just pass sideways and you... You have patience, where I think everyone else's patience needs to match that of the teams. Do you, do you think that? So for, for me, I think playing a German team a week before you play a team that plays a German way with a German manager, um, I think that's quite an interesting idea concept. Maybe I don't know whether that was thought out at, at the time when this when this was arranged on the basis that, that it just seemed to be a good test of that kind of high pressing style that Huddersfield probably have. I thought um, initially it took a little bit, as, as Chris says, it, the first half it took some time to kind of get into the swing of things and up to pace. But second half we looked a lot more stable. I think the, the, the send, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek looked excellent. I thought he was very, very powerful in the midfield, even in the first half as well. Um, but as, as Chris says, it's all about 90 minutes and, and it's not so much about the performance, but making sure you can get through that. Do you think, um, it's, is it going to take a while for the system to, to come into effect? 
uh, how long do you think it would take? Because it's, it's very new for us. We haven't played... I've never seen Palace play a 3-4-3. So surely it's, it's not going to happen overnight, is it? It's going to take a while to, to get into it. Yeah, I think the, the bigger challenge with it is, is getting the defence to play like that. I don't think it's a worry for our front players. Actually, Christian Benteke in post-match interview said it's a very different game for him because we're playing the ball on the ground so much more. Mm-hmm. Which is, so he's, he's having to not change. He didn't say he was having to change his game. He just said it's very different, but it's really good because the whole game is centered around Wilf getting on the ball more, and Wilf just looks so dangerous. So mm-hmm. he's just got to be alert, ready for that ball to come through. But then he still scored with a header that was like an inch off the ground, so yeah. he's still going to get headers. And also Wilf as well, what a cross that was. And again, we still hear people, critics, saying, oh, he doesn't deliver, he doesn't do this. But that was, that was Wilf doing the best, best of what he does, spinning a defender and then getting in a brilliant cross with his weaker foot as well. But you, you look at the way that Wilf plays, it's like the, thing that, the thing that he does really well is take the ball in pressured situations and give us an outlet and, and win free kicks in very difficult places. So like, for all the... the, the his, I think in the first half it took Wilf a little bit of time to kind of settle into it because I think he, he, they, they seemed to have his, his number. Um, but in the second half, he just had the, the run of them. Every time he got the ball, he just takes them on. And if he can't get the ball into the box or he can't get a cross in or, you know, or, or he doesn't take a shot, the likelihood is that he'll either win a free kick or he'll take three or four defenders with him. And so in that, in, for, for all the stuff about not having an end product and all that rubbish... Um, it, which it, it really is, because ultimately all, the, all of those elements, those tiny elements of his game, turn into one big product. So for all the, you know, it, it's just it's so silly to, to, to criticise him for something like that. He's a machine as well. He gets injured, so when they're out in Hong Kong, the first game, that guy nearly broke his ankle. Yeah. And then he didn't train for two days, he just watched training, and then had an incredible game against West Brom, like no one had ever touched him before. Yeah. He's... It seems he's injured. I mean, I'd say I don't want to tempt fate. I don't believe in fate, so I'm going to do it. He's indestructible. Oh, okay. Injury first game of the season. Um, he's. It's going to be a big season again for Wolf, isn't it? He seems to get better and better. Player of the year two years in a, in a row. He could be. He could just be so good, couldn't he? He's finally becoming that player that we, we all knew a few years ago. He, he could become. Yeah, he's. Go down. Will he be the? I reckon he'll be the first world-class player to play for Palace. I'm going to say that. Yeah. I think he's the most yeah. exciting player I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm old he's, enough to have seen Ian Wright. <laughs> yeah, just me too. Just he's, about. One of those players that, he's one of those players that, that even Schalke didn't know how to deal with. Like, that's the thing. You take, you take a, a, a top German side, and, and arguably they're, I think, in the top six or top ten of German teams... Uh, challenging for titles a couple of seasons ago, so th- this isn't a bad German team. And they had, they just didn't know what to do with him in the second half. He just, you know, the minute he gets the ball, he's always looking at where he can go, what he can do. He's always thinking one step ahead, and that's the kind of thing that you get with world class players. They're not just thinking about, you know, taking players on or whatever. It's all about where they are, what they're doing, who their who their marker is, how they can get around them, things like that. And he, he worked on that in the game. You could see the logic change. And he, he switched wings a couple of times, and that kept his markers off kilter. So I thought it was, it was a really good performance from Wilf. I think he's, he's going to be great this season. I hope so. OK, so another player that really caught my eye, um, I think you mentioned earlier, Loftus-Cheek. He really... I mean, I, when was the last time we had a player that drove from midfield with the ball and carried it so much? He, he looks like a really good signing. And do you think there are chances of us signing him? And, you know, knowing what Chelsea's loan... What they like their loan players and young players... At the end of the season? I have no idea. Hopefully. I think he's brilliant for us. 
because he can play, especially in this system, we've got, so we've kind of gone to like, there's, there are four central midfield positions up for grabs, in a way, in that you've got, uh, so today you have Punchton and Loftus-Cheek as the deep, and then Wilf and Lakilo. although they're wingers, they're kind of playing narrow in attack, um, wide in defence so it becomes 5-4-1 yeah. so Loftus-Cheek can play in that position behind the striker yeah. as well and he, he did do for Chelsea didn't he yeah yeah, I think so didn't they try him up front mm. some would say he's just a bit Yaya Toure-esque or Patrick Vieira you felt like today when he was mm. steaming through I think yeah. with a bit more a bit more minutes in his legs he's going to be a great player uh, but that leads me on to that those midfield choices is Luca, who I wouldn't say he's missed out, but has any been pushed back into centre-back? But I feel with Luca, the thing is, he's so good anywhere. And he doesn't really want to play. I mean, I did have those quotes saying he'll play centre-back if I have to, but I like, would rather play midfield. But he's so good there and was good again today that he's almost like a victim of his own ability, Rob, isn't he? He can, just sort of, he can still play there, although I still personally would like to see another defender. I'd want, I'd want to see Luca back in midfield. I think Luca would probably prefer to see another defender so that he could move into the middle. Um, but that in itself then brings up selection quandaries too. I, th- I, there's, I think Luca is, is clearly capable of playing as a centre-back as much as he is a, a, a defensive midfield or even a, a box-to-box player, um, which shows the quality that he has. Uh, ideally, we do sign another centre-back, and then, but that, that, in the, that then turns into De Boer having a bigger squad in the centre mm-hmm. and that turns that you know that you then end up see, saying well who does who does Luca take or but equally during a Premier League season you want to rotate these players so there'll be times when Loftus-Cheek will drop to the bench and times when Luca might not start and times when Punchin might not start so I don't know it'll be interesting to see we've got Kabai as well oh yeah remember Cause, and I think he can play it's, in that uh, Lakilo position mm-hmm. with Wilf as well is he injured because he's not played lots of games yeah, I think he's had a slight foot injury, I think. Right. A lot of fans are sort of worried, like, oh, God, no, no Johan for two games. He's off to France. No, no, he's been back. He was like, uh, training this week, I think. I think, again, the other players that weren't in the squad today, I think because they knew that so many were getting 90 minutes, yeah. people were training at the training ground this morning oh. in order to keep fitness up, yeah. I believe. But, yeah, goodbye is an option. But yeah. what winds me up on social media is that people say about selection they complain saying oh the squad's not not strong enough and then as soon as they say oh what's going to happen so and so is going to be on the bench he'll be off like no you don't sell every player <laughs> like you need players on the bench to come on because no one plays you always use the three subs yeah. uh, I think it's also interesting seeing Lakilo get as much game time as he is because he's growing into it like he's you saw him again today. It took him a little while, the first half again, a bit like Wilf. It took him a bit of time to kind of settle in and, and get the measure of what he was doing. But in the second half, he was excellent. And his set pieces are massively threatening. So if you can kind of, if you can get him up to the speed of the game and, and get used to the kind of physicality of it, um, he'll be a great tool to have. It's, that's the kind of, you know, when you talk about young players, about wanting to give youth players the chance, this is exactly the opportunity where you get to see whether they're capable of competing and whether they're actually capable of being of, of taking on instruction. And I think that's what Lakilo showed, is that he obviously came off at half-time and someone had a word with him, but he just seemed to be a bit more intent and a bit more forceful, and it worked. Frank does genuinely seem really serious about giving kids a chance, doesn't he, this season? Yeah, he does. Very interested. They train... They've always, under Allardyce and Pardew, the under-23s did train with the first team, but yeah, he definitely seems keen. I think taking uh, Wan-Bissaka 
and took him to yeah. Hong Kong and he played quite a lot. And he it is quite an incredible story because he was a winger. He was a tricky a tricky winger. I think he went and trained with DRC team, I think, international. But he hasn't decided who he's going to play for. And Kevin Keane, I think it was, in training, watched him and said, Do you know what, this, this kid could play right back. And they put him there for the second half of last season. He's really good. And Wilf says he's the most difficult player defender to play against All right. yeah he's got the measure of Wilf in training like just keeps tackling him out of nowhere wow yeah. no one's got the measure of Wilf anywhere yeah I know it's amazing so he's a, he, he's got a good chance of being the backup yeah. right wing back behind Townsend I think okay well let, talk a little bit Frank let's, let's hear from Frank so we got some quotes from his uh, post-match interview with you for yeah. eagles.cpfc.co.uk and so here's what he thought of that draw with Schalke Very close to being a victory with that chance at the end. What did you think of the performance? Yeah, I was quite uh, pleased with the performance. Uh, first half, I think we could do some better things in, at, uh, to press forward. I think you already saw the, the difference in, in the second half. We pressed more forward and from there we get, uh, created a lot more chances. I think we dominated more the, the second half. Uh, at the end, I'm very pleased uh, with the performance because, uh, of course, we could have won. But also, the, the physical aspect is uh, very important, and we know everybody that the Germans are very fit always. But uh, I think maybe we looked fitter. So I'm very uh, pleased. Uh, yeah, how they dealt with uh, how we want to play, and uh, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward for next week. Schalke good opponents to play a week before the Premier League. Yes, you know, we know Schalke is a team who wants to be back in the international level, so they want to be fourth or fifth in the in the league again. So they bought a lot of good players. So if you consider that, we can be very satisfied. Goal from Christian Benteke today. Was it important for your striker to get a goal before the season starts? Of course, uh, strikers are always uh, you know, keen to make goals. But uh, for the confidence, it's always very important. And uh, So I'm happy for Christian. We saw Jason Lakilo play again. What did you see in him in, in training to give you the faith that he could play in the first team? Uh, first of all, I didn't know that he was... Uh, yeah, because he was on, on the 23 and... I didn't know him that well. Uh, of course, uh, Mark Bright, who uh, does did a lot with the youngsters, he mentioned that he's one of the talented players. And so when we had one man or two men short, uh, we picked uh, Lokila, you know, to, to participate in our training uh, sessions. Yeah, and he get a, uh, had a great impression. Uh, he gave us a great impression uh, of his qualities, and uh, so that's why, uh, yeah, he. Uh, Deserves to, to play uh, today. A lot of players played 90 minutes today. Is everyone fit and ready now? Yeah, I think Jairo uh, yeah, was uh, like almost 80 minutes, and so uh, and Jason, of course, uh, you know, with the tension first uh, in Sellers Park, uh, you get a little bit of cramp, but uh, yeah, I think overall uh, they look very fit and uh, yeah, ready uh, to start the season. And finally, did you enjoy your first match at Sellers Park? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, the crowd, you know, enjoyed themselves and uh, were support behind uh, the team. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Sellers Park back. Hey, 
Welcome back to the FYP podcast, sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography, professional, unique photography of weddings and more. Visit mirandajanephotography.co.uk. We're delighted to have her on board for the season as our sponsor. That's Miranda Jane, J-A-N-E, by the way. In case. no kind of like we will or I will or we, yeah, we love weddings or anything. Well, this is the thing. We, it, Great shots. Mm. We're, basically, it's up to us. Like, if if, if you oh, feel okay. like anything, jump in. It's up to us to kind of maybe do a it's do a little. Shouldn't jingle. it be something like um, do go on the website and then you someone says I do because it's weddings. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we could yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah, it's very similar to I will though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think it's something better. Sorry. Okay, good. Okay, so um, Frank, his thoughts after the game. There, he seems a very measured man, Chris. What's it like to interview him? Because he seems to very, very much think about what he's saying before he says it. Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little bit in awe of him, to be honest. And he does a little, like, kind of smile towards the end of the answers. <laughs> he's great. He's really good. Totally different to uh, uh, Pardew and Allardyce, but he's so honest. Like, there's no, there's no. I think he he will say if if the team are rubbish, he'll just say, yeah, that was bad because of this. There's no. I don't think I feel like I have to kind of pussyfoot around and think, oh, if I ask this, I might be in trouble. It just feels like you can ask him anything and he'll give an honest answer. Yeah. Because the the Wilf thing after the West Brom game. No Palace managers have really come out and said so strongly that this is unacceptable against Wilf. And that was like his second game as Palace boss. And he was, he was very honest about it. So do you think we're going to see sort of more honesty from him throughout the season, Rob? Do you, do you think that's a good or a bad thing? I think, um, I think there, there are going to be occasions where he might have to be a, be a little bit candid about things. But in cases like Wilf, where he's getting kicked into the stand by a player in a pre-season friendly with three weeks to go before the season starts... You can you can justifiably say that he has to stand up for his squad and his team. Um, I think it, it, it's one of the it, again. It, it's something that he'll, he he's he's obviously not used to the English game, and equally the English media can be vicious as it is. So he'll, it, it's something that he might learn from. Um, he experienced vicious media in Italy, after all. You know, I think his experience in Italy was something that he still seems to get criticism for. But I mean. There's a lot of context behind that, but I think it'll be one of those things that that you'll see him. He'll grow into his into it as the season goes along. Yeah, he's making a real effort as well, doesn't he? He's out there signing autographs after the game. Apparently today he was, he was at Maidstone. He was at the Tooting game. He seems to be really sort of just diving headfirst into this job. Yeah, he's a great guy. He seems to have a really good sense of duty, similar to Punchin actually, as captain. He's really taken it on. So them as a pair, Frank De Boer. Frank De Boer's our manager. No, Can you believe it? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay, speaking of another man that we all love, um, well, we'll, get, we'll grow to love Frank, and maybe you do now, who knows. Um, Jules, back in goal today. Um, the, I mean, Palace fans just love him so much, don't they? We just, the, the applause he got when he, when he ran out uh, for the start of the game was fantastic. Do you think we're genuinely going to see him this season, or do you think that it was kind of a, a gesture from, from Frank to the fans? It's a tough question. I think... I think that Julian showed today that perhaps he's not quite the goalkeeper that he needs to be in that kind of in in Frank de Boer's setup, and that's that's not from the fact that I mean I love Julian Sprone. He's always he's a hero and he's a a, a really lovely guy, and uh, I'd, I'd always prefer to see him start than not. But equally, I think that there comes a point now where I think de Boer wants his goalkeeper to play it quick and to be a, almost a sweeper role. And I'm not sure Spironi quite fits into that mould. Um, the fact he played today is, is great. I'm not sure whether that shows any kind of sign of future ambitions for, for the manager. 
it's tough when you got a, it's tough when you got a fan's favourite, isn't it? You know, and and fans want to see him playing, but we'll always love Jules, don't we, Chris? Like forever at Palace, no matter what happens. Yeah, he's an absolute legend, loveliest man on earth. Good. Um, okay, so let's look forward to the Huddersfield game, which is in a week's time. So pre-season's done, no more friendlies. Do you think that's the sort of team that we're going to see face Huddersfield, Rob? I think so. I think we, we know that the structure will be the way it is, 3-4-3, three, 5-4-1 three, uh, or whatever, you know, different situations. But I think that's what you'll see. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what the, how the midfield turns out. I think that's pretty much concrete I think the front three will be open to question just on the basis whether we actually will see Lakilo start games the fact that he's started the last two suggests that he might and then at the back it's all about whether I, th- I think Dan and Riedewald are definitely going to be starting I don't know who the th- I don't know who the third centre-back will be yeah if we maybe see a new face come in in midweek or not you feeling confident Chris like after that it's not a bad pre-season is it it's fairly fairly positive yeah, it's been good. It's been really exciting to watch, especially something so new and so different, watching it progress and watching... I've been amazed how quickly the players have taken on the new, the new style and the new possession game. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to a packed sellers next week. Yeah. And I'm on the microphone for it. Mike Rankin's on holiday. Uh, <laughs> he's just on holiday. Managing for expectations. The, for the first two home <laughs> games, so you've got me. <laughs> He's not been sacked? No, of course not. That would never... No. Is it sold out? Is it sold out? Um, I think every game's sold out nowadays, isn't it? Byfield's in the back. Should we ask him? (laughs) We'll ask him. I think it's sold out. I don't know. It's going to be... There's going to be a fan display, I think. The Fnatics are doing a display. It's going to be... It's going to be... Great to have Palace back, but how are you guys feeling about the season? Because whenever there's a new manager... There's always big expectations, especially someone like De Boer, but things might take a while to, to settle in, and there's always that kind of warrior palace. I don't know, I always feel a bit like, it's palace, you never yeah. know. I think people, it's, it's quite funny watching just the friendly and, and seeing how fans react to things, and they're all like, oh, I'm not sure about palace, I don't think we've got the quality of players. The only time you can find out if you've got the quality of players is actually by getting them to play that way. Yeah. You know, and ultimately, there's also this, this talk about, Pardew tried it, but... I don't think Pardew really knew what he was doing in the grand scheme of things when it came to those kind of tactics. Whereas the boy is someone who spent four years, five years at Ajax and he won four titles with it. So you kind of think he knows what he's doing when it comes to ta- the tactics. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. You can't read in anything into pre-season in terms of how the season will shape. Um, it's all about just getting momentum up. And, you know, as long as we can do that, we'll be fine. What, is there any work still needs, still needs to be done do you think is there any areas that Frank De Boer still needs to kind of work on heading into the season I guess the obvious one you mean as in signings what? obvious would be yeah. I guess would be striker because it's of senior players it's just Benteke yeah. so that, that's the obvious one I think yeah. but you're feeling you guys are feeling feeling positive yeah why not oh I'll tell you one thing that I'm not feeling positive about the new Pete and Alice the Eagle outfits what? Pete and Alice the Seagull. They look a little bit seagully. But. I mean, it's the first upgrade in, in a long time. But I don't know. What do you reckon? I think they look fabulous. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've <laughs> really <laughs> been working out. Uh, they've lost a lot of weight. Their <laughs> yeah. feathers are bright and lovely. And so is the new fan zone, which you can go to before every home game. Have you been there? I, I, was, I was in there. It was really good. Yeah, yeah really good. Great setup. 
bar and food and music and club shop. And then there's also like a little FIFA area and place where kids can take penalties. It's really good. Yeah. And new food as well. Okay. Sausages have got Palace Ale in them and the pies have got Kronk's beer in them. Ah. Keeping things local. Yeah, look at that. Good stuff. Okay, what I forgot to mention earlier when we heard from Frank DeBoer was that you can check out more Palace interviews and stuff from eagles.cpsc.co.uk. Yes, Andros and Christian I spoke to today. So we've got interviews with them on there now. Cool. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much for letting us use the audio. And thanks for coming on the pod, Chris, for your, your pod debut. Yes, thank you very much. Um, uh, Solid out. Solid out. <laughs> Cheers. Sorry that I had to be so positive. <laughs> yes, all right. Well, you're positive as well, Rob, so yeah. we've got two very positive people here. But genuinely, I think we, we probably can be at the moment, can't we? Yeah, why not? It's, it's the start of the season. Like, what's there to be negative about? We've got a, 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 a very highly respected manager. We've made... Uh, two very good signings that have clearly improved the squad. Mm-hmm. We've got rid of some of the, the players that weren't playing anyway and that, that are probably taking up some of the wages that, you know, that, uh, that we otherwise might have, you know, that we could otherwise do with. And there's still two, three weeks of the transfer window left. So there's all this, you know, don't let the fear over, <laughs> overbear, become overbe- so overbearing that you're not going to enjoy yeah. next Saturday's game. Cool. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening. This is the first extra of the season. Um, let us know if you enjoy these and you want us to keep these going throughout the season. Um, we're going to anyway, regardless. Um, and thank you to Miranda Jane Photography for sponsoring us. So, the proper pod will be with you in a couple of couple of days where we talk more at length. But otherwise, enjoy your weekend and we'll see you again very soon. Cheers, bye. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Sports Social Podcast Network.